0: It was a cold, wild winter. You were sleeping on my shoulder. I was praying that the raging storm would stay a little longer with your feet upon it of my summer dream in Westwood. I was hoping that we'd wake up to the softest of spring mornings, humming do.
1: Welcome to the hearth of Sapbush Hollow, chronicles and lessons from a life tied to family, community, and the land. I'm Shannon Hayes, and I operate Sapbush Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains in upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sapbush Cafe, a farm to table and neighbor to neighbor experience in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers and the Grass Fed Gourmet. This podcast is the audio version of my blog, which can be found at sapbush.com or theradicalhomemaker.net. Truth be told, it's going pretty well for me right now. Kids are making the masks. I was never one to go out in public much anyhow. The business is holding up and our family is enjoying our time together. And I feel guilty as all get out. I'll be talking about how I'm trying to make sense of this this week on The Hearth of Satbush Hollow. It takes me a second to realize it's an eagle and a muskrat, and that I'm witnessing something profoundly beautiful and terrible, and therefore awesome in the truest sense of the word. They're in Clapper's hayfield, the one on the way to the cafe from the farm cleaved by the meandering stream. I remember that I'm allowed to slow down the car to watch. No one is speeding along the road to get annoyed with me these days. I pull over. The muskrat and the eagle are in a battle. They both want the same thing. To live. One wants to escape, the other to feast. Ultimately... The brutality of the display, the flailing, rising in flight, crashing to the earth, is more than I can bear in my emotional state. I pull away and go back to the cafe where I can distract myself with the labor of making yet another pot of soup. The scene haunts me. Only seconds before it happened, the muskrat was probably having a good day. The sun was bright, the air was clear, the water fresh... And probably only seconds after, the eagle, too, was then having a good day. But they don't think about whether they're having a good day. They don't reflect on the instant it turns bad. They just exist in the moment. When there's warm sunlight and a full belly, that is the moment to bask, rest, and play. When hunger strikes or an enemy is near, that's the moment to hunt or flee. I've never been very good in the moment. I like to scan the horizons, plan, think of new projects, crunch numbers, or I analyze the past. The here and now is often pushed aside in favor of tomorrow and yesterday. It's the consequence of cramming a storyteller and an entrepreneur into the same brain. But tomorrow and yesterday do so little to serve me in these days of the pandemic. I try to think about reopening the cafe or how the farmer's market will operate this summer, and I have no answers. I scan the news for clues and still find no answers. There, I experience only increased sadness as the death toll mounts, and increased rage as the stories unfold about our leaders' hubris, incompetence, and pettiness that stood in the way of preventing this. Right now, in this moment, I'm okay. Business is good, bills are paid, kids are happy, mom and dad are well. The work I'm doing isn't the work I planned. Still, it engages my mind and tires my body enough to fall into bed at night with gratitude. But I can't let go of how precarious it all is. In the next moment, everything could change. Someone could get very sick. Someone I love could have to die alone. Equally distressing is that right now, in this moment, many someone else's are very sick. Many someone else's are dying alone. Deprived of loved ones for the safety of humanity. I've trained my mind to find opportunity and grace in just about any situation. And here in these days where Bob and I meet up with friends online for virtual cocktail hours, where the kids are joyous in their farm labor, where mom and dad are daily with their grandchildren, where our business has been able to be of service to our community, there has been so much opportunity and so much grace. But I'm struggling to reconcile this with the widespread suffering and my anger. I'm struggling with the guilt that my comfort and safety are a result of my privilege. I don't know what to do with it all, except think of the muskrat and the eagle and try to be in the moment. Because the moment is where the soup cooks and the kids study and the chicks discover their first bugs, the pigs feast and the sheep graze. The moment is where we adapt to the situation at hand, keeping our tiny stretch of the food web functioning and serving as the industrial system falters and chokes, shutting down slaughterhouses, plowing over crops, and laying food to waste while people go hungry. The moment is where I feel useful within this chaos. The moment is where I can push aside the sense of futility. The moment is where I can ignore my self-hatred for the wall of self-defense I've erected to protect myself from taking on more than I can give. The moment is where I can celebrate that mine is work rooted in optimism, roots, soil, growth, rebirth, abundance, connection. So that's where I'm learning to be. I meditate and mentally send roots into the earth, grounding myself to the soil beneath my feet. I look for sun. I watch for birds. I play with the cats and talk to the dogs. And then I make my prayers that we will come through this smarter and stronger and kinder. And I go back to work. I push aside my guilt over my comparative safety, comfort, and privilege in favor of gratitude for my tiny place in this chain of solutions. I try to keep in mind that both the Eagle and the Muskrat have good moments in their days, no matter what happens in the end. And it's the good moments that fuel the spirit and the body to tackle whatever comes next. So I accept them. podcast happens with the support of my patrons on patreon and this week i'd like to send a shout out to my patrons kathy pop mckenna and shiloh
0: christensen
1: local folks thank you for all the business you've been providing to sap hollow farm we are honored to be your farmers and to help you cook at home with nourishing ingredients if you aren't local and you're sending your food dollars to your own local farmers right now thank you. This is going to keep our community economies going and the local food flowing no matter what happens in the broader world. Our online virtual general store for self-serve pickup continues to expand. You can find it on the main menu of our homepage at sapbush.com. We're doing our best to get your food to you as efficiently and as safely as possible. Please keep those orders coming. If there is any way we can serve you better, let us know. We're expanding our offerings every week in an effort to help keep folks out of crowded grocery stores. If you have an idea of something we should carry, we're eager to hear about it. Hey there, frontliners! if you even have time to listen to this. We do have a number of you who have supported our farm for years. I want you to know that we're thinking of you and sending gratitude and prayers. Hang in there. And to my fellow farmers, again, thanks for listening and thank you for the work you're doing we are not frontliners but we are the roots of the system and while we have a lot more personal liberties right now we aren't getting the same downtime either we've got the usual labors of the season combined with the pressure to get food to the public as safely as possible remember that you cannot execute your calling if you aren't well take care of yourselves while so many are trapped at home feeling powerless the work we can do to build health and restore community is Endless. But we can only do what the day allows. Get some rest so you can keep going strong tomorrow. The work will always be there another day. Stay healthy, everyone. Thank you, folks. I couldn't do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work and gain access to exclusive content, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. This was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper. And the great music we're listening to comes to us from memory. Thanks for listening and have a great week.